Hey everyone, and welcome back to BMX News. It's a weekly BMX news show where I talk about everything that happened in the previous week in the world of BMX that I think you guys might care about. I realized in the last minute that I should probably talk about this thing in the news, so we'll get to this in a minute. I had to run and grab it, but I guess we're going to do this. We're going to talk about the core Anastasio crazy situation, but uh, first I want to shout out everybody in the chat. Adam Ortiz, Old Fat Guy BMX, Noah McBride, JDA, Travis, Dennis Hornbeck, everybody for checking in and hanging out for BMX News this morning. Uh, so, I'm sure you've all seen it by now. The post has literally a thousand comments, uh, 10,000 likes on it. What's up, Cole Grove? 10,000 likes on it. Corey Nastasio, Andrew Duran in here too. Uh, Corey Nastasio announcing that he does not ride for Vans or Rockstar anymore. And, uh, talking crap on the people who have helped him for 25 years that kind of sums it up i mean it may be a uh it may be an unfortunate situation to be dropped from a team or from companies after 25 years but um my point of view on this is all that i i feel like all i need to say is go back and watch the our bmx unclicked podcast and listen to the praise that he gives them for keeping him on for 25 years. I'm probably remembering wrong or something, but there may even be a part in there where he's like, I don't even know why. I, I'm probably making that part up, so just whatever. But he praises them so highly for keeping him on and uh, repping or having him on the team. And then as soon as he gets dropped... I don't know what the behind the scenes is or anything like that, but it goes from that to immediately saying this. It says, Vans, Jerry, and Stevie Mattias, P.S. No more favors with your peanut ass paychecks. Have fun trying to find another me. So, <clears throat> going from these guys are the best to no more favors for you saying this publicly I feel like says something in itself maybe something bad happened maybe it's showing some character here <laughs> but either way 25 years of support and this is what happens after that being said we cannot expect these big companies like Rockstar and Vans to support people support us as riders, support people in BMX, into retirement. Corey Nastasio kills it. He may even be better than he ever has been before. But the last video that we saw from him was for Fit, and it was not even two minutes long. I don't know what he does on his social media, but is he bringing a return on the investment of Vans and Rockstar? Are people buying more than what they're paying him in Rockstar in Vance? That is the question that needs to be answered because at the end of the day, we can say anything we want to about BMX and how people should support this and should support that and BMX riders like Van Homan and Brian Foster should never have to work a day job in their life because of the legends that they are and Cornastasio's in that included as well. They should never have to work a day job 
because of just who they are. But the problem with that is just the fact that we don't have the ability to do that. And we live in a world where if that's going to happen, you have to you have to bring a value to these companies because at your job at work, they don't pay you just for being there. They don't pay you for who you are. They pay you for the job that you do when you walk in that door. And BMX is no different. I wish it could be like other things where people just are having, they make enough money and that they never have to work again. But that's not the, the reality of it. So and to see someone like Corey Anastasio, who is an absolute legend, who's been in here for so long, immediately trashing these companies who have been paying him for 25 years, the second that they stop doing that, I feel like it kind of says something. And uh, old fat guy BMX says, it's business. You don't trash your former business partners like that unless you're warning people. No bueno. So unless something extremely terrible happened behind the scenes that we just don't know about, which is totally possible. I'm not saying it's not. It kind of looks bad. And I read this thing and he says, P.S. I'm not sad at all. I just don't want my people thinking I back them anymore. I read that and I read this whole post and it's like, I feel like Corey Nastasio, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I would be upset. I would be hurt if I got dropped after being on these companies for 25 years. It just feels like the kind of thing that may have been written out of uh, feelings, even though he says he's not sad and I can't speak for him. This is just my interpretation for the disclaimer and everyone who's going to go out there and be like, oh, Brent said this. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm saying this is how I feel based on what he read. Either way. BMX is a business. We cannot expect to just get stuff for being who we are or being good riders anymore in the world that we live in. Because if that were the case, BMX would be dying. Here, wait. <laughs> Everybody says BMX is not doing good, and there's a whole lot of people out there who just feel like they should only have to ride their bikes for their paychecks and the reality of it is, is that's not how things work anymore and BMX as a whole does not have a system in place in order to measure what someone is doing to earn their paycheck <clears throat> so all of that being said Corey Anastasia was a legend I have no feelings badly towards him at all I just think that the things that he put in this post were more out of feelings than thinking about it from a business perspective. And if you look at the next picture, I don't think he's worried about the business side of things. <laughs> Either way, I don't know what else to say about this. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired and my brain feels like it's not working. That being said, if you guys have any thoughts about the whole Corey Anastasio thing, leave them in the comments down below. I'd be curious to hear what people feel about it. I think it's an unfortunate thing, and I would love to see someone like Cornastasio be able to retire strictly off of BMX and just only have to ride bikes to make a living until he can't ride them anymore. And I hope that one day that can be the case, but BMX hasn't set itself up that way, and I feel that until the majority of BMX realizes that 
companies. I don't want to say BMX is a business because the act of BMX in the core, in the, the heart of BMX itself, absolutely is not a business. It is going out and riding your bike and doing exactly what you love. But all of the things that make that possible, that make the parts on your bike, that make the shoes that you are, that are made for BMX, the clothes that you wear, all of those things that make it possible to ride BMX are a business. And we have to treat them as such because money sustains passion. We're passionate about BMX. And as pro riders, they people need to understand that they have to sustain BMX at in the sustain the companies in BMX through returning on the investment that those companies are putting into the pro riders for them to be pro so that it can continue and grow that's the way it works and I think that people have thought so taboo their thought money and the subject of money and talking about money is so taboo for so long that we've dug ourselves into a hole of cutting people down and People ride for nothing. I'll ride for free grips. I'll put your name out there everywhere just because I love it. And that's great. And I think that all of us would love to do that. But the reality of the situation is that when you do that, you're undercutting someone else who came before you. And that's how you end up from the big money days of BMX to just stepping stones down the stairs to where we are today, where pro riders riding for a single company more than likely couldn't afford to live on their own. So with all of that being said, that is my soapbox speech of the day. Let's move on to talking about something fun and cool. I just want to say here, Corey Nastasio, if somehow you see this, don't think I'm speaking for you. Don't think that I have anything bad about you to say. And Let's get real. You're not going to give a shit what I have to say anyways. So moving on, let's talk about Brad Sims power. This came out last Friday and I missed talking about it because it came out after the news video. So I wanted to make sure that I talked about it. Today is a documentary about Brad Sims with a whole bunch of legendary BMX people and people within the BMX world talking about Brad Sims. There was Bob Skirbo in there. John Saunders was in there. Uh, Ryan Fudger was in there talking. Matt Hoffman was in there talking because Brad Sims rode for Hoffman. And it kind of just talked about his upbringing through BMX, his first BMX career, then the dwindling off, and then now his second BMX career. And it was a pretty cool watch. And there's a lot of amazing Brad Sims footage in there that I had never seen before. Brad Sims with breaks, doing a ton of like lip tricks, but in the streets. That was really awesome. And it's like 17 minutes or so long. So if you haven't seen this one yet, it's very well done. Uh, Stu Johnson put this together. And when I did my interview with him at Swamp Fest, the thing that I bleeped out at the end where he's saying he's doing a video, that was what I bleeped out because he was making this. So he did a fantastic job on it. The editing and the music that was put in there was awesome as well. There was a certain part with the music at, towards the beginning where the, the cuts just all happened with the, the beat of the song. It was, it was really, really well done. I really enjoyed it. Uh, next thing that I want to highlight this week is a video from Fit with Cairo Yamada. This kid is 11 years old and has the style of a freaking... 30 year old who's been riding BMX for half their life doing tabletops and turndowns and 
big airs on quarters at 11 years old. This kid absolutely kills it. He's over in Japan. And actually, this is a welcome video. I didn't even realize. So there's some sponsorship news for the week. 11-year-old Kairi Yamada. I probably said that wrong the first time. I'm sorry. But yeah, this video is like almost six minutes long. But the cool thing about this video too is that there's a lot of street stuff in there in addition to the tabletops and turndowns that I was talking about. This kid is doing uh, doing like ledge combos and all kinds of really good stuff there too. So if you want to see the future of BMX, definitely check that one out. Uh, moving on. Wow, it's cool to go from someone from something about someone who's 11 years old to something about someone who's 57 years old. Greg Lanthorn still shredding at 57. This is a question and answer up on the Dig website. Man, I can't talk today. But there's a bunch of questions in here about how he got into BMX, talking about the Knob Hills Trails era in Orlando in the 80s. Is that it's that nuclear waste water that makes him so crazy good? Talking about uh, talking about Japan. That's not funny, but it's funny. I bet he's good at Flatland, too. I mean, it seems like people, someone who's 11 years old and killing at that level is probably just good at anything he's trying in BMX just because he seems to have a knack for it and natural talent. Uh, so there's a lot of good questions in here. How he met Ronnie Bonner. How crazy is that? All of these stories about just the beginning for BMX with him. It's, it's pretty cool. Look at this picture. Look at this old tube whatever monitor crt i think maybe it's cool and i'm sure there's a lot of people who are watching this right now who know the name and will be excited to read this one moving on from there let's get into the videos from this week starting with the shortest going to the longest first up we've got a video from the distillery source bmx bullseye with dan conway where he uh throws a dart at a dartboard with a bunch of spot pictures of spots on it and then goes to the spot that he hits does a trick and then leaves this one was at like a playground and there was kids playing there so it seemed to be a pretty quick hit and run mission to not disturb the families and kids who are playing it was a good clip though cool video and there was a cameo with uh brian kaczynski in there talking about real steel dart moving on lip lords part 12 we're back baby Lip Lords, I'm so excited. After four years since Lip Lords Part 11, my favorite one since Part 3, I'm stoked on this video and I'm even more stoked to make Part 13 now. So much so that as long as it actually happens, uh, Sponge is shoveling the skate park today so that he can get a clip before he leaves for a few months. So go watch this video. Let me know your thoughts on it. I'm stoked about it, and I'm stoked to bring back Lip Lords. Almost 10 years since the very beginning. Moving on, we've got a video with Jack Hineke out east from Merritt. I believe Jack has been in our chat before whenever I did stuff with Montana Ricky, so shouts to him. And shouts to the 20 people in the chat. Huck Karinsky, freestyle, using the emojis. <laughs> I Kissed a Girl was the perfect song for Lip Lords. Lip Lords Part 3 vibes from here on out, baby. That's all we're doing. We're making them the best they can possibly be. Moving on, the Daily Grind, John Gremlin, Beck told, hope I said that right, F Cancer video. 
Uh, if you still haven't contributed and you intended to to his GoFundMe to try and help him in his time of dealing with cancer, here's the GoFundMe. It's done extremely well. $25,000. It's amazing. Help Gremlin Beat Cancer Fund. Check that out if you haven't yet and uh, consider donating. Here's a video with Gremlin absolutely killing it, as he always has to watch if you want to as well. Next, we got a pegless street video from Rory McLean and BSD. I love watching pegless street. These, the people, ha you have to be get creative. As you can see with this pedal feeble down this thing that he wrote up, this clip was probably one of the most satisfying things to watch someone do in quite some time. How did I skip? Okay, so here's the deal. I accidentally skipped Kieran Riley doing the first triple flare. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. This is going to go in the title of the video, too. Either way, <clears throat> Kieran Riley has done the world's first triple flare on a BMX bike. And this video is 12 or so minutes of the buildup, showing people talking about it, him first trying it into a foam pit, his first attempts at it, then his second attempts at it, and him landing it. And when you watch it, he does it absolutely perfectly. Could not have been better. And he did it on a massive ramp, which obviously you probably have to do it on a massive ramp. But this kid does double flares on the regular. And now he's got the triple flare under his belt. And it's been cool to see BMX like freak out about this one because it's a pretty big deal honestly the first triple flare is nuts you see it's literally he's doing two backflips before he does the last like flip and then 180 at the same time just straight up boom boom flare so wild and then there's people who are saying like isn't this like a double backflip to flare it's like you gotta put the 180 in there somewhere is he supposed to do like a 90 in the first flare or first flip then another little bit in the second one then the, like yeah either way uh let's see here moving on we've got a video from fly called dovey josh dove if you don't know the name watch the video yo what's up to latvia in the chat i have no idea how to say that because those the characters are in i'm assuming your native language but thank you for being in here and watching Moving on, uh, if people want a spot for all the Road Fools slash Mega Fools videos and a bunch of other mid-school videos, head over to CJ Dadswell YouTube page. I'm not going to support that, Travis. I, I appreciate you putting that in there, and I probably shouldn't even have read that because what this dude is doing is stealing. And if you don't understand what I mean by that, you may be like, what? CJ Dadswell isn't the person who made Road Fools, Mega Fools, or any of the other mid-school videos that he's uploading. So while I do think it's like a good service for people to be able to watch these things, the original creators of those things are the ones who deserve to have these uploaded. And there's a box set for Road Fools and all of those videos for a reason because that is how it's intended to be viewed by the original creator. So while I think it'll be it's cool for people to be able to see these things online and watch them for free in one place, in the reality of it, it's stealing something that someone else made and putting it up. Even if it's out of good intentions, it's the same as when someone makes a really, really awesome YouTube video 
and then it gets stolen and uploaded to Facebook and doesn't create credit the original creator of it whatsoever and it's done it obviously I'm not saying this CJ dude does it for the views because who cares about that and I don't care what his intentions are I'm just saying that unfortunately the reality of it is that it's stealing oh moving on from here watch Dovey in his fly bikes video it is amazing this kid he just gets better he goes so high and he can do like crazy tail whip type tricks and one footed tables to the moon tabletops all I mean you can see the thumbnail let's just let's just do this Let's just give a couple seconds of Dovey riding bikes. Not bull corners. We want to see them go high and smooth. I mean, when you can do that kind of stuff, Cole Grove said, look at that knack-knack. Cole Grove said, uh, buy the Blu-ray box sets from Pops. That's the, the proper thing to do. Yeah, um, I totally get that a lot of stuff, you can't purchase it anymore. But if the, the thing is... The thing about that is if they're available for him to find and upload, if he has permission to, that's totally awesome. Like, get permission and you can have anything up there that you want because who cares at that point? But, like, the fact that that person who runs that thing is able to find the videos means that they are online and it's possible to, like, make a website, put them all in posts on the website, organize them that way I guarantee people would watch it and put them all in one spot that way versus ripping them and then uploading them for yourself on one single channel which once again I'm not saying that it's not like a service for people at all because I get it I get both sides watch Dovey Dovey's amazing then we got a video of the Flemington Banks Jam 2022 first jam of 2022 down in Australia and uh it's on the Lux BMX YouTube channel. Companies should have an option to pay and download all videos ever. So here's the thing. If, you, if you're smart about it and you plan for the future, you get all of the video files and keep them in one place. That's what I do. That's what I've done. I have every single project file from any video that I've ever made so that if I ever want to re-export it or use the clips from it for anything, I can do that. And I know that's hard to do and have the forethought for that for a company who's having multiple different people making videos throughout years, 20 years, for 30 years for even some companies like S&M. I know that's like an impossible task. But from a copyright perspective of original owners, it's the right thing. So moving on, we've got another source distillery video lock-in this time with GT Bicycles. So Dan Conway's in here, Brian Kaczynski, Ratty Matty, and the Leaper brothers, Shane and Dylan Leaper, are in here killing it. Absolutely killing it. This one is the best one yet. Ryan Fudger's the one who uh, made this video, and he did a fantastic job doing it. So much good B-roll and well-thought-out stuff throughout this video as far as filming and editing goes. And the riding was awesome. It makes me really excited to go ride this place. So check this one out. Dan Conway killed it. Ratty Matty killed it. The Leaper Bros killed it. Brian Kaczynski's riding one of those performers with front brakes and does a nose pick on a vertical wall. Awesome. So much good stuff in here that I can't even list like much of it because my brain's fried, honestly. 
<laughs> then we've got another one, same place, but this time it's a happy hour with Dylan Leeper. So power hour, essentially, the concept is the same with Dylan Leeper killing it once again. And I think I noticed a couple of these clips that ended up being in the final video. So it's cool that they doubled up like that and made this video, then used the best stuff from it for the other video. I believe that's what happened. I could be wrong though. Josh Dove just exudes style. You are absolutely correct about that one. So the videos are getting a little bit longer at this point. This one's four and a half minutes. So uh, next we've got Bajarki Hardison in his Barcelona BMX vacation. It's a good place to go on vacation and have a BMX vacation at that. So check this one out if you guys want to see this rail ride to T-Bog. Now we get a little bit longer of a video here, but this one might have been my favorite video of the week. Ricky Candice Spaghetti on Instagram, Catanzariti absolutely amazing video this guy can do heel clickers he did a heel clicker off of a freaking rock in the streets like a steep look like a freaking dirt jump lip but it was a rock he did a heel clicker off of it it was crazy and then he does all kinds of other amazing stuff he's doing uh a couple different variations on the helicopter the bar spin crank flip at the same time in here that are nuts and the way he looks at things is crazy but then he's also doing some big burly stuff at the same time so he's got the creativity and the burliness in any video where someone does a backflip off of a tree ride to fakie is a video you should probably watch and it's a little bit longer for anyone who wants a longer video this week i mean seven minutes 41 seconds it's pretty long so check that one out if you guys want something a bit longer next up we've got winter escape atx road trip so this is from some people i hadn't heard of before but i felt like there weren't any like extra long videos this week so we've got this video it comes from scotty skamehorn and james van de camp and it's a road trip down to austin texas and uh this video is 13 minutes 30 seconds a little over um so Check that one out if you want something that's a little bit longer. Don't really have anything that's extra long this week, like full length, but that's something to check out in the meantime. Moving on from there, we've got a No Jumper podcast with Dakota Roche. Pretty sweet. I haven't had a chance to listen to this one yet, but it's just over an hour. So if you want something extra, extra long, this is probably a good one to check out. Adam22 is a great interviewer. He asks great questions, thoughtful, and guides the podcast and interview through in a way that's easily digestible. And uh, Adam, if you ever see this somehow, I want you on my live stream one day. But since I haven't had a chance to listen to this one yet, I'm just going to assume that it's good and then also have a listen to it probably tomorrow on the way up to Chango, which for anyone who doesn't know, we'll just pop on over to the... Uh, the Instagrams real quick and I apologize for not having this prepared already Noah and Chuck at Heavy Pedals my bad but there is a jam going on this weekend two different jams going on this weekend one at Changa tomorrow at noon and then one on Sunday at Ray's at noon put on by 
heavy pedals. The scene's not dead. Yeah, dude, sick is involved as well. I have no idea what the death race is, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. Tomorrow and Sunday, I'll be at both, filming all day long, having fun, hopefully seeing some of you guys out there. Check it out if you can. Uh, with that being said, everybody, it's time to talk about this thing right here. I am so freaking stoked and I can't even like express how happy I am that this thing right here is real now and in person and you can buy one. This is the Alienation Venus Free Coaster Hub. If you have no idea, which I don't know how you wouldn't and you're going to watch this, I helped design this hub. I gave it its name and now it's real life. This is the black version of it. The polished is my signature colorway and is on my bike right now. And I, you can buy it. I don't know of everywhere that has it in stock right now. I know Albies has some. Last I checked, they just ran out of the polished right-hand drive version. And I don't know. Well, let's just check. That's the beauty of the internet. It's literally in my search history. <laughs> right here. You can buy it on Albie's website right now, $240. So the black right hand's in stock, the polished right hand is out of stock. Oh, you can't see that right now. My bad. I uh, forgot to make myself smaller again. Boom. So the polished right hand drive is now out of stock. The uh, black left hand drive is in stock and polished left hand drive is in stock currently 240 bucks at albies uh, i'm not sure of anywhere else that has it right now let's see if it comes up in shopping so albies 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 why is it on ebay right now that's weird we'll have to check that out but uh carson city bike shop apparently wow Lots of people undercutting on price. That's crazy. Traffic distribution. So looks like if you want to buy one, get it from uh, Alienation. <laughs> I thought polished was your signature. It is. That's what I just said, right? Did I not say that right? Polished in this hub is my signature color. Uh, you can buy it now, and I don't know. I'm just excited about this i've said it so many times but to see this thing that i helped with go from being on paper to being in real life is just wild i mean where is it at uh right here since we're doing this and it's live and i can do whatever i want right here Right there is where I wrote the name for the first time. That was one of my drawings, or a couple of my drawings originally. But you can see right here is where this started at. It was a twisted version of that on the hub. And I wanted to have little alienation logos in the twists. But I also wrote something with persistence of vision. It's early. I thought you said the black was. No. Uh, what's up? Jared, uh, Jared who? I know a couple Jareds. But you can see where that design, those design choices came from in the name. That's where I wrote it. And then the persistence of vision, I doubt I'm going to be able to show that 
on here. I have no idea if that's going to ever, especially with the black one. I got backwards. Yeah, there's no way that's going to be able to be seen. Yeah, you can't see it right now. But, oh, what's up, Jared Frazier? Uh, also, Jared. See, I know a lot of Jareds. When, and I wrote the date on there. I did this 10, 28, 20. Something that I could keep forever just as a, a memory of that. That was literally a year and a half ago at this point. And uh, I remember, Jared, I know you. The persistence of vision thing is that when the hub is spinning, the polished one, you can really see it, but when, you, when the hub is spinning in the light, the letters kind of look like that. The beginning Marvel animation at the beginning of their uh, movies, it kind of looks like that in that it's a little bit of an animation they should have done the other design no this one's this one's way cooler i think and it's real i'm holding it you can buy it right now so with that being said thank you guys for tuning into this bmx news video uh i appreciate it i don't mean to have any kind of crazy opinions on the whole Corey nastasio thing but i just feel like People just need to realize sooner or later that BMX isn't something that we can retire off of from any corporate sponsorship unless it's completely insane and you play your cards right, like Dorito and I talked about uh, in the uh, the podcast live stream that I did with him about the financial side of BMX. We talked about that and it's important and the sooner that we realize that these corporations are not going to stick around forever. I missed the whole thing. Well, it's a good thing that you can listen later if you want to. Sooner we realize that the corporations in BMX are not going to stick around forever and that we need to take advantage of their offerings as soon as we can versus or as much as we can versus just like going with the flow and bebopping along and just taking the paychecks make things happen use these corporate sponsors to throw big jams and events and do things for bmx while we're affiliated with them and so that once they disappear it's like well we knew they were going to go away eventually so i'm glad that we took advantage of the opportunity while we could and did everything that we possibly could together and chances are if you're going to do big events and good things for BMX and also build in a way for it to be successfully successful business-wise, they may stick around even longer yet rather than it's just, oh, I'm getting paid by this company to be a rider and we're going to make a Carhartt edit once every year. Like It doesn't work that way business-wise. Edits don't bring money back. <laughs> you missed a banger. Brant called out posers all episode. Uh edits don't bring money back to companies in a measurable way but events and things of that nature do so that's the world that they see that's the world that they understand and the sooner bmx realizes that and starts taking advantage of it the better i so want to see a matching front hub i'm gonna try i'm gonna bring it up we got a lot of stuff in the works but i'm gonna try What's your opinion on Stress BMX brand? Honestly, I don't really know anything about them. I do remember, and I can speak on your uh, 
comment about this hub having similar internals to the uh, disco hub. The way that it engages as far as like the paws being lifted by that triangle thing is similar, but it doesn't have planetary gearing inside of it that allows it to, to click forward and then also free coast immediately. See that? You can hear it. You can hear it doing its clicking, but then it goes into be, being a free coaster as soon as it goes backwards. The disco one does not have that. You have to disengage it. That being said, guys, this is a long one, almost 40 minutes long. So I'm going to jump out of here, grab some lunch, edit some videos, and hopefully we'll see you all at Changa tomorrow in Rays on Sunday. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, see you later. Thanks to all the members in the chat. Memberships give you emojis and uh, access to the private Discord server, which is, uh, oh, stress disco is a cassette. Well, either way, they have a free coaster. Uh, they have a free coaster. Uh, anyways, private Discord server where you can come in and chat with me at any time. Gives you a badge on the channel during chats and in comments and access to those emojis with the, the bandana and the freestyle and send it and all those different things so yeah we'll see you guys tomorrow for another